Welcome to Pod Fast Food Cast, a podcast about fast food. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. And we're back for another episode of March Spudness. It rolls on. Uh, unfortunately, this is the penultimate episode of March Spudness. Not unfortunately. The people want to know what's going to win. I, well, you know, it's unfortunate because this is so much fun. And this event will only happen once a year. True. A whole a whole year has to go by before we could talk potatoes again in this capacity. It's true. But I don't want to dwell on the sadness. I want to have fun right now. Otherwise, you know, you won't know what you're missing. And we've got a banger this week. We do. All right, I'll just gonna tell everybody what it is. Uh, Arby's v Wendy's. We previewed it last week. We talked about it last week. This is this is a a heavyweight in this tournament. I would say it is. Our two seed versus our seven seed. Two seed Arby's versus seven seed Wendy's. Uh, Rye, do you want to tell everybody about these places' fries and sauces and whatnot? Yes. So we're gonna start with Arby's, the two seed. Uh, so they have some other fries. They have plain fries. You can get a little crinkle cut once. But we're gonna specifically talk about their very iconic seasoned curly fries. They describe them very simply on their website. Potatoes. Potatoes. (laughs) The meats of the field, sliced up, curly, and fried to perfection. And so these are sizes. Yeah, three three sizes. sizes, Small, medium, large, and a paper, thin cup. And they're commonly, very commonly served with their warm cheese sauce on the side. Yeah, you can get them with whatever you want. Arby sauce, ketchup. But uh, primarily, they're known for being paired with the cheese. Right. So what do you think? Well, I was just going to say on the on the Wendy side of things real quick. Okay. To just, well, to just like say like what their whole deal is. So then on the Wendy side, natural cut fries, mm-hmm. same deal of sizes, small, medium, large. They also do a junior. And we want ketchup for them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So starting with uh, starting with Arby's, uh, these are elite. These are the two seed for the for a reason. They're flavorful. They're a unique form factor. They come with cheese. This is this is a heavyweight. This is like this this fires on all cylinders for me. And much like the McDonald's, I have a hard time finding flaws in them. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of you know an all around. Perf- near perfect menu option that's right because uh, you know some of the other ones on this bracket you know they have they have their high high points right they have their their insane characteristics but they fail to you know reach on other ends i mean these have got it all they've got a strong variety of shapes and sizes that you can get in one package just like mcdonald's you've got a classic form factor that is a unique in the fast food industry. You don't see a lot of curly fries with fast food. They're crispy. They have a flavorful seasoning that's not too powerful. It doesn't overtake the fry or the potato. And an incredible sauce. I mean, it's hard to argue against the, the Arby's curly fries. Yeah, I would say that I think that the form factor is is conducive towards getting the uh, textural contrast that we've talked about before. 
Like, I think classically, a great French fry is thought of as something that is crispy on the outside and soft, pillowy on the inside. And I think that curly fries, by their very nature, you get a lot of both. You get a lot of Mm -hmm. crispy and you get a lot of soft all throughout the whole package, be it between different fries, sometimes within the same fry, sometimes within the same fry, you'll get both crispy and soft. So I, 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 I think that these all around are, are just a very strong player in this tournament. So do you have a favorite shape? Well, we talked about this before, right? When we did, when we did the Arby's episode, I think that was when we talked about it. Maybe it was at a different time when we were talking. I I think we we also mentioned it. On the McDonald's episodes, talking or the McDonald's V Five Guys episode, talking about the different shapes of those fries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the big curly Q ones, the ones that curl on themselves about fifteen times. Those are the <laughs> best ones. I, why do you? Why do you have an opinion on this? I prefer. I don't know if I'd say prefer. I think that's that's too strong of language. I like the variety for sure, and I and I think that that's key to getting a good batch. But especially with the cheese dipping sauce that I like so much, sometimes the the smaller bits that aren't they aren't necessarily like fully curled. They might be like kind of rounded, but they're really crispy. I think that those are the best way to get a whole lot of cheese sauce in a fry on a on a nice little crispy bite. But with the curly Q one, if you dunk it into the cheese, it it has more yeah. surface area to it, get into all the bits. <laughs> It's got more potato. I mean, I like those too. Don't get me wrong. So all in all, tasty. Yes. All right. Do you, did you have anything else or do you want to switch over to the Wendy's side of things? Let's go over to Wendy's. Okay. And Dave's original fries. Well. Classic. Thanks, Dave. So the, 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 the first thing I immediately want to bring up. And we may have talked about this in our Dave Thomas Legacy episode. Is is that they recently underwent a big change, more recent than Burger King did, just two years ago, or a little a little less than two years ago. This is November, twenty twenty one, and kind of similar to to Burger King, they wanted to make their fries crispier. In this case, they're a little thinner, but their goal was to to, to kind of rebrand their fries, and they referred to them as hot and crispy fries. Yeah, the full description here on their site, natural cut, skin on, sea salted fries served hot and crispy. The world loves them for a reason. Yes. Or so they say. Uh, and back when they switched them over, they gave you a hot and crispy guarantee back in uh, back in November of 2021, where they offered you a free replacement fry if your fries were not both hot and crispy. That's the kind of self, you know, customer service and respect that you can get at Wendy's and nowhere else. The Dave Thomas like guarantee. Yes. Dave's promise. I thought that they tasted like a cross between McDonald's and Burger King. That was my thought while I was eating these. Yes. Like Burger King, closer to Burger King style, but by way of McDonald's, which for me, was an improvement over Burger King, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked these. They're not as like harshly salty as Burger King, 
but they're they're closer to Burger King in size, but kind of but all like really crispy and really focus on that like McDonald's. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. They remind me. So we had them as the seven seed on our bracket. They remind me of the of the March Madness counterpart, FAU. Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, who's ranked as the nine seed in the tournament, despite their record, and despite the fact that they're a lot better than their seed may may present themselves to be. They may have been underrated when the seeding was created. And you know how much I love a sports analogy. Mm-hmm. Because even, you know, we, we, we made this bracket a couple of weeks ago at this point. And I was thinking, you know, thinking ahead, like, oh, we're going to do Arby's, we're going to do Wendy's. And I wasn't like, I don't want to say I was dreading Wendy's, but I wasn't looking forward to it. And it was a big surprise. I, I even fell into my own trap. These are a lot better than I expected. Yeah, our seating was interesting. Like we it tried... got a little messed up. Uh, yeah, it did. It did. Things got things got shuffled around. I think we ended up kind of focusing more on the matchups and how the matchups fit together while still retaining the quality of like ubiquity at the top yes. like versus also rands at the bottom. And I think that that is intact. Like, for us, one, two, three, and four, like McDonald's, Arby's, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, like, that to me crosses a balance between ubiquity and uh, notoriety for for, mm-hmm. for quality, right? It, it, it strikes the balance. And then the bottom four are Penn Station, Raising Cane's, Wendy's, Five Guys, which are less ubiquitous. They're, they're not fries that people necessarily, like, immediately think of as, like, great fries. Right. This That's not Wendy's fault because they did go through a revamp last year. We did have them last year. And I don't remember which episode. I think it was the Frosty episode was when we tried these for the first time. Oh, right? uh, yeah, you're right. And... I thought they were good then. I thought that they were better. I don't remember exactly what we said about them, so I might be contradicting myself. That's okay. <laughs> but I remember them being better than they were before, which is to say, before before the change, I would have lumped them in with Burger King. I'm just like, yeah. mostly forgettable, you know, not McDonald's. And... After the change, I just I think they've improved them. I think that they've taken them to a new level. I think that if this whole tournament was reseeded strictly by our response to them, yeah, Wendy's mm-hmm. would be much higher than the seventh seed. And I uh, concur with uh, a lot of what you said about exactly how this fry comes together. It's it's kind of like a th- uh, a, a slightly thicker version of McDonald's. McDonald's is starting from. Pr- a pretty thin position and it's it's more salted like a mcdonald's fry and less like the overly salted burger king one it's just yes. it's it's a very good fry it's a very good fry and, and it, you know it takes them from a very forgettable fry offering and kind of just puts them right in that group it, it you know I, I wouldn't say this is this this is like a massive selling point you know wendy's needs to be known as like this elite fry location but you know, it, it no longer it's no longer a negative. It's no longer like a a hole on the Wendy's menu. They're good. 
yeah, like like that's kind of what they are at Burger King to me, and that's kind of what they were at Wendy's before. Of just like they're forgettable. Yeah. If you if you wind up getting fries from Wendy's before, it was just like it, it's just perfunctory. It's just like, oh, did you did you order the meal? And then the burger came with the fries, and then you're just like, "Oh, okay, sure. Oh, I guess I'll have fries." But, uh, but but now, but now they're they're elevated. Now it's like, okay, a, a better option. Now this almost goes into what we were talking about last week. I, like I could almost see just getting the fries, you know, de- depending these, on yeah. you know, depending on what your motivations were, whatever. Like, yeah, I could see just getting the fries and and being satisfied with that. These are good. And, that, and that's another, this is a very strong matchup in that way. Of I, I definitely, both of these stand alone 100%. Yeah. I, I've got, I'm, you know, I'm curious in future episodes to look at more of the Arby's menu. But when we did their, their roast beef, their beef and cheddar sandwich, I hated it. So for most of my life, when, you know, if I, if I was ever at Arby's, I was kind of like a fry only kind of guy. I just like the fries, like the cheese. And I think the Wendy's fries really do stand alone. They're really good. Yeah, and and uh, uh, you know we had talked some about pairing these with a frosty as the <laughs> as the dip. Uh, we we didn't go that direction, and it's something that we had already reviewed and talked about on the show before. But that's really good. Yes, that's also tasty, even though that's not what we're we're doing in this tournament. That's a that's a cool thing to do. Get get you don't even need you don't even hack. need to get a sandwich. A little food hack. Don't even need to get a sandwich. Just get. Just get a frosty and a fry, and I bet you're gonna have a real good time. And that's great for that that temperature variety that you get from doing that. You get a hot, you know, they're hot and crispy fries with the ice cold frosty. You get crispy hot and cold, fries. salty and sweet. Now, in my opinion, is that mm. then even elevated further if you were to then get a burger or chicken nuggets or yes. something, which would then take it in the savory direction. The trifecta. Yeah. But this is precisely what we got into in the Frosty episode and in the Dave's Legacy episode, talking about, you know, the promise for this great American meal where everything complements each other. It, 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 you cannot forget the fries and all of that. I mean, they, this these fries played an integral role in one of America's great meals. It's so beautiful. It almost brings a tear to my eye. Man. Our Wendy's episodes are by far most emotional. <laughs> tasty, tasty fries all around. This is this has been a weird tournament. I don't know if they'll always be like this in the future. We're like the first <laughs> matchup, we loved both of them. Second matchup, both were stinkers. Third matchup, we I, from I'm sure you can all tell from the sound yeah. of it, we really liked both of these. I've been thinking about future future tournament brackets. Uh, and I think that this one, you know, it's kind of by the books. There's some weirder ones in here, uh, but I, I think that if you know, when we come when we come back to this next year, uh-huh. I, I want a lot more weird ones. I think we can get a really weird bracket going. So th- there's a lot be... of a lot of crazier options. So you're of course going to have to wait 12 months, 365 days for us to actually get to this next tournament, and that's a whole mm. lot of time for us to change our mind and do something different, like whatever. I have I have an idea. That I might throw. That will do exactly what you just said. Yes. (laughs) March Spudness, but it's all of the stuff that aren't French fries. So, like, 
Uh, like tater tots or hash browns or potato chips things like that potato fast fast food potato options that are not yep french fries that's pretty good that's pretty good right and i bet that that could we could get a a a nice great ideas already a solid variety yeah and there are some there are some like uh uh non-obvious ones as well like uh, i i'm sure when saying those examples a couple spring to mind for everybody but there are some non-obvious directions you could take that hint hint taco bell's potato menu taco bell potato menu which is you know they got all kinds of stuff on there that's that's what i'm saying (laughs) all right let's uh let's let's shift our focus back on the, the arby's and the wendy's what kind of rating are you thinking for the arby's curly fries five yeah five spuds out of five it's not even a question these are so good you love when you have such high expectations for something and then you get them and i mean it almost it almost exceeds it true incredible true and wendy's what do you think i'm gonna go with a four a four spuds out of five me too i think that they're good they're not wholly unique and they're not like perfect at what they do. You know, we, we spent a lot of the time talking about them comparing them to McDonald's and Burger King. And McDonald's does a very similar fry. I would also call them hot and crispy. And that's a perfect fry. I get in that the first inaugural five spuds out of five. This is similar. It doesn't hit it doesn't hit that goal. It doesn't hit you know that I mean that can't be the goal for everyone. But it doesn't reach that. They're still really good. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, we had these fries yesterday. We had them both at the same time this time. Mm-hmm. Wendy's and Arby's at the same time. And I went to these first. I went to these first because I know curly fries. I know Arby's curly fries. Uh, I know them well. I've had them many times before. These ones, this is a refresh formula. This is only the second time I think I've had these. I think when we reviewed the Dave's Double, I don't remember if we got fries or not. I don't remember either. But but that would have been the only time I would have had these. Yeah. So I think I've only had these maybe twice, uh, uh, maybe three times. But I went to these first. First fry right out of the gate, I was impressed. Like, immediately I was like, wow, okay, these are a real competitor in this in this matchup. These are tasty fries. These are better than I remember them being. And I was impressed. So when when I come to that four out of five, that is a very respectful four out of five, in my opinion. These are really good, much improved from their previous formula, and they do stack up against all of this competition, in my opinion. These belong. These are one of the best fries in this tournament. But everything that you said was true. That kind of brings them a little bit back down to earth, which is just that, like, they're not the most unique fry in this tournament. They're pretty straightforward. They they do the job, but they're tasty. And I don't think that they... What, what they do... What I think uh, should not go uh, unregarded here... Is that they don't have any, like, fatal flaw. No. They don't have anything that sinks them. It's not like, I wish that they would just change this. 
It's yeah. just they're solid. They're all arounders. These are they've made a classic crispy French fry. Mission accomplished. Yes. But all in all, four out of five. That's a very good business move to make that switch to these almost, you know, this very kind of, it's I don't want to say it's a safe pick because it is tough to get them to be this good. Yeah. But, you know, a lot better than than a lot of other options. All right. Before we declare our winner, which is clear and obvious uh, based on the ratings, uh, did you want to do a March Madness check in? alongside yeah. March Spudness. So let's go over to the basketball corner. So two rounds have happened since our last episode. The Sweet 16 and the Elite 8. That's right. So we both made picks for the Sweet 16. Uh-huh. And they didn't go too great. Uh, terribly is how they went. They went really bad. Yeah. So... Before the before the tournament started, when we when we did our full bracket and we both set our final four, so all of mine were wrong. Mm-hmm. I went zero for four. Did you also go zero for four? I've got to be a little smarter than you. A little more of a hoops knowledge smith. Uh-huh. I went one for four. Wow! That's I had impressive. San Diego State in the final four. Now you had them losing in the final four, correct? I had them losing to Purdue. Mm-hmm. Who you know? As we've you know, we've, we've talked, we went in detail. They lost the most embarrassing game you could lose, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I had them beating some tough teams like Alabama. That you know, that's not what everyone predicts. That's true. That's impressive. That's the only thing I've gotten correct, like at all. That was your that was your cool prediction. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the Elite Eight happened, and I'm sorry, the Sweet Sixteen happened. And we were mostly wrong, but uh, but then the Elite Eight happened, and we are now down to our final four. Yes. And would you like to make our final four predictions? Those games are both happening on uh, April Fool's Day, which is this Saturday so coming up. So... Um, let's, before let's that, get to it. Okay, yeah. I want. I want to. I just want to say one point of reference I have for March Madness uh, is is that growing up, we had a mini basketball that said Final Four San Antonio on it. Uh huh. I thought that I thought that was the best basketball that I think I've ever owned because there was like three sides of it were in normal like like normal basketball leather. Uh huh. Like th- or like three? How do I say? It? Like three quadrants of it. Yeah. And then one side was like smooth, like white leather. Yeah, I remember this. I'm I'm with you. I loved this ball, and I saw mm-hmm. an ad on TikTok the other day that they brought the the March Madness mini balls back. And I forgot get to one? get one, so I got I got to yeah. see if I can still get one. Uh, because if I can, I'd be really sad. But that was my favorite ball, and I think it's gone. Do you think that you would still like it even at this current size? A mini ball is at- fun. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like it's even better when you're a child. That is true. Hey, it can be nice to get them mixed up every once in a while. Okay. So we've got we got San Diego State. Yep. Versus the previously mentioned Florida Atlantic. We've talked about both of these teams already so far. Yes. With our extensive knowledge, we've told you everything that we know about both of these teams. <laughs> 
Uh, and so I got to stick with not my gut, but I guess I, I picked them to be here and not the other team. So I'm going to say San Diego State's going to win that one. All right. And for the fun of the upset. So this is yeah. the five seed San Diego State up against a nine seed Florida Atlantic. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Florida Atlantic. Uh, Cinderella story. They're going all yeah. the way. People hate them. <laughs> sure. Because they, it, it, because they ain't them. It's very unusual for like that for the Cinderella story. People always love those teams, but they don't like. Why? Don't like FAU. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really get that. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. And there's another bracket. We got Miami versus UConn. So uh, I'll say this: the uh, uh, yes, yesterday you and me were talking off mic, mm-hmm. not on the podcast, and we, we uh, I erroneous yes, yeah, from time to time, I erroneously said that after UCLA was eliminated, that uh, every team left mm-hmm. uh, when uh, UCLA was eliminated in the uh, Sweet Sixteen. I said that when they were eliminated from the Sweet Sixteen, that every team left. Uh, had not won the championship. That was not true. When they when UCLA lost, there was one team left that had won the championship, and they've won it multiple times, and that's UConn. That makes sense. Uh, so okay. UConn is this is this is fun. So uh, the other three teams have never won it before. I don't think, man. I'm just gonna uh, double down on saying wrong things. Uh, I don't think the other three teams have ever even been to the championship. I don't think so either. I think I saw that today. I I'm just I'll, I'm going to go crazy. I'm just going to keep saying wrong things. I <laughs> think none of the other three teams have ev- ever even been to the final four. I think that is true. I know for a fact, FAU has like has been to the tournament like one other time and it never won a game in it. Yeah. So that is at least true for them. <laughs> so so now this makes predictions difficult because on the one hand. I feel like that being the case makes me think that UConn is just going to like walk through their next two games and win the championship. You would that's, assume. That's what my gut is saying. So I'm going to pick UConn and then I'm going to pick UConn over Florida Atlantic in the championship. That's my prediction. I'm picking Miami. I'm picking San Diego State over Miami in the national championship. I, you know, it wasn't Purdue versus Kansas. I don't know how any of us could have not predicted that it wouldn't have been that. I don't, it doesn't really make any sense. I didn't predict that. I predicted Houston over Virginia, and that also did not happen <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> okay, and this so uh, uh, I think that basically guaranteed that we're going to be getting a Florida Atlantic over Miami championship where we're both wrong. That would be cool, though. That would be cool. So we can't lose. Well, I just painted a scenario where we were both wrong. Well, that would be awesome. So, like, that, we don't lose if it's awesome. We don't oh. lose if we're right. So, like, I mean. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You're you're right. I, like, for me, to, at the tippy top is let's get some good games going. That's, yeah. that's what I want the most. But then it would be, yeah, let's get a cool matchup, uh, one that no one could have ever predicted matchup. That's, yeah. that's what we want to see. Lots of great games. Both behind and in front of us. Madness. It really is mad. 
it's a mad, 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 mad tournament. I watched a guy fall out of the D2 men's basketball tournament, like the championship game. And the cameraman, like, stay, like he, like, flipped over, like, a, the bench, like, threw up the chairs. And then, like, sat down and started crying into, like, his towel. And the cameraman held on to him for, like, a good four minutes. Just really reveling in it. Really just capturing the full emotion of Division Two basketball. And there's also nobody in attendance, so it's kind of weird. The highs and lows of sport. Isn't mm-hmm. it something? It really is. There has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. Arby's, Wendy's, one of you is going home. Man. Ryan, would you like to announce who we're sending packing? Goodbye, Wendy's. Sorry, Dave. You know, maybe maybe it wasn't the most fair matchup. It was fun. I'd like to say that it was close, but I don't know. <laughs> there were strong contenders in this bracket. It's a tight bracket. It's only eight entrants. It was going to be hard no matter what, right? Like, yeah. it's not like Wendy's could have... Now, if it had a higher seed and it went up against one of our weaker pieces of competition, okay, that's 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 maybe a different story. But, like, Wendy's is going to have to play against the big boys no matter what. And truly, the, 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 the championship game is the only one worth winning. Exactly. This is a winner-takes-all tournament. Yeah, Dave Thomas doesn't believe in moral victories. If you're the runner-up in the NCAA men's basketball tournament, that's that's nothing. You should get relegated. No, you're you're lost <laughs> to time. People only remember the team that does the snippy-snippy on the hoop. Mm-hmm. What's going to be the March Spudness equivalent of cutting down the, the hoop? Ooh, that's tough. Peeling the potato. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's em- perfect. Emptying the ketchup bottle. We didn't. Uh, we didn't talk pack packaging as much this week. No, I I feel like as we've gone on, the the lack of uniqueness in a lot of these packaging. Yeah. Have kind of. We'll we'll talk packaging more in the next one. Yeah, packaging in the in the first matchup was elite. Yes. We talked about that. Last week's was pretty generic. Yes. This week I would just point out that the difference here is is that Arby's is going for like a modern design where it's the it's the same packaging that's the same standard fast food like carton mm-hmm. that like McDonald's and stuff comes in but like the design on it is like an A like a stylish like A that has like Arby's inside of it. And then Wendy's is going for like a modern retroist spin where yeah. it's just like a simplified Wendy's logo says established 1969 underneath it. Pretty, pretty sleek. I, I prefer this, this Wendy's design. I don't know about you. I do too. You know, I, I prefer, prefer a more humanist design. And I know we're not going to get a lot of that, so I think the closer we can skew to that, the better. So I would give a point Wendy's here for their their logo treatment on the fry package. Do you empathize with Wendy? What kind of emotions do you think that she is conveying on this packaging? What's she going through? It's kind of like the Mona Lisa. 
you know, it's there's a lot. Is she smiling? Is she not? She, she is. is. She is, she has a really big smile on her face. But like when when Davinci was making the Mona Lisa, who you know that he like knew that she was smiling or whatever. Like Leonardo, <laughs> yeah, Leonardo. Uh, like he knew. I don't understand why that's such a, like a point of contention. Like there wasn't there was an intention. I don't know what it was, but is it a point of contention? I don't think that that's the thing. I think I think that oh. it's. It's the idea of the of that you can look at it several times and it it's it's what you're bringing to it and what, how you read it. How do you read her expression in the moment is the thing. I don't know if like I don't know if it's a debate per se. Nerd. What what do you what do you read from Wendy's? That's what that was my original question. Is like what are you what are you taking away from Wendy? What do you see in those eyes? What what does that mean to you? What emotion is it does it elicit? You know, she's happy. She's definitely happy. She's smiling, got her eyes, her eyebrows are kind of raised. She's very excited to be like serving the guest. Oh. Sexist. <laughs> and why is why is she serving? Why isn't she a customer? Why isn't oh. why isn't she why isn't she the owner and proprietor of this business? She works there. Yeah, in the well, kitchen. No, she's front and center. So she's like one of those managers that is always always like at the uh, you know on the shop floor, like always like walking to each table at Wendy's and be like, "How's your Dave's double?" <laughs> And so, you know, she, and then she would go back and yell at, you know, whatever cashiers over there that they're not, you know, they're not doing enough for the guest, the customer. Uh-huh. Um, because she was doing so much. That's what I read out of Wendy. That's, uh, Just, that, that's really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, you know how people like go to Wendy's and are like, where's Wendy? <laughs> Is, is Wendy working? Do they say that? Yeah, that's crazy. I think that Wendy's should have like full costume Wendy, like as a always, mascot, like Ronald McDonald, there. just always I'll get there. The commercials. All right, yeah, in the commercials in the stores, whichever. But like, I think that instead of that, we should start reviewing drive-through pranks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That should be a, a new era. This th- we should do that throughout the summertime. Get into, <laughs> get get into fast food pranks this summer. Yeah, we should like I I I'm big on like the I don't like like the harmless pranks. I'm big on like the harassing the food service workers pranks and asking them if Wendy's there. Oh well, that sound that sounds harmless. What you just said, like repeatedly, for a while. Like until the police get called, yeah. Oh. Tell me, what is your number one all-time favorite fast food prank? Um, I remember 2013 YouTube. This guy, like, kind of like Jerry rigged his car so that he could put like a cover over himself, kinda like lean his seat back so it looked like the seat was empty. Mm-hmm. And so you drive to the drive-through, it'd be like. Can I get a burger or whatever? And he'd pull around and put like the cover over himself. Mm-hmm. So he could still like reach the pedal 
I hope he could still see. Though this was a while ago, so he probably didn't care. Nobody really cared. Yeah. Uh, and he pulled up, and then there was he was like, or like he would sometimes he'd be just completely empty, or sometimes he'd like pull like a like a plastic skeleton in the seat. Mm-hmm. And then the fast food workers would be like, "What?" <laughs> and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good one. Uh, what about ones where they use like voice modulation or something like that, or like, or like pretend to be like a celebrity or like a character or something like, like somebody like ordering fast food, but it's like doing a Tom Kenny SpongeBob SquarePants impersonation. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a really, that's like a really funny like little little prank to do. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's enough of that, then, I think. The podcast, Congra- that is. Congrats, Arby's. Arby's is Arby's. moving on. They're moving on. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. So, Arby's moves on. Next week will be an action-packed one. one. An action-packed yeah. episode. So, ne- so, next week, we're going to do our three-seed Chick-fil-A versus our six-seed Raising Cane's. Yes, and instead of going back to all of these restaurants and eating all the fries again, we're not <laughs> going to do that. That would be crazy. We've eaten them all within the last few weeks. After we pick our winner between Chick-fil-A and Raisin Cane's, next week we will break down the whole bracket and choose a winner. Yes. And so the winner of Chick-fil-A and Raisin Cane's will go against Arby's. That's right. And then... After we after we talk about that, we'll do McDonald's v Burger, Burger King. King. Yeah, I didn't think McDonald's v Burger King, and then the winner of Chick Fil A Raising Cane's v Arby's. Yep. And then those two winners will decide the whole thing. That's fun. We're we're so close to the end. Yeah. And then we'll uh, yeah, and then I guess we'll go back to our regularly scheduled programming. Remember when we didn't do French fries? That feels like ages ago. I know. It'll be all, it'll be normal again. Weird. It'll be normal again, and then we can review the spicy chicken fries from Burger King. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good one. So, it'll still be fries for a little bit. We gotta, like, we gotta calm it, we gotta, you know, <laughs> slowly bring ourselves away. Transition. So no more potato, no more spud. Yeah. But chicken, chicken fries. That's good. Chicken fries. <laughs> Hopefully that's not a limited time item and that we can actually get those. (laughs) Okay, so lots to look forward to. I want to thank everybody for listening. This was the PodFast Foodcast, your number one source for all things fast food. We'll see you next time. See ya.